Salam Vert, welcome to the Vert Pod where I get to talk about anything and everything with any Vert and every Vert. It's your lady Tamara and today we'll be doing it gets to know me with like 23 questions. So 20 questions are, I don't want to say where they came from, but 20 questions are, you know, 20 questions. Well, three questions are from the interviewee. You're the interviewer. I'm the interviewee, right? Yeah. From the interview, from the person interviewing me, like English can be complicated at times. But then, yeah, so let me know what you. No, 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 no. Yeah, sure, let me know what you think. But like, yeah, let's get right into it. So before we get onto the questions, I'll need to address my missing in action and all of that. So since June, if I'm correct, I haven't dropped any episode on my podcast. I wouldn't say I haven't dropped any episode. I have dropped two episodes. Okay, I have recorded two episodes. I dropped one, it's titled Identity. And then, as at the time I recorded it, I recorded it the same day I recorded Love Languages with Adeyemi. And then, because of certain things I said on that episode, I thought to myself, so certain things that I said on that episode, I was meant to have had like certain conversations with like certain people concerning the things I said on the episode. But because I hadn't had that conversation with them, I couldn't release it on time. So I recorded it in June and I scheduled it to publish August 30, which was my birthday. And I completely forgot I scheduled it to like publish. So it, my birthday was on a Tuesday and I didn't know till Thursday. That's when I remembered actually that. I actually scheduled an episode to drop on my birthday and apparently 10 people already listened to it and that's how crazy social media is. I didn't create any awareness concerning it. I didn't create content. I didn't share any link because I myself had already even forgotten that I had an episode scheduled to to publish on on my birthday rather. So I ended up deleting it and shout out to Olisa. Olisa, if you're listening to this, please do send me a message on Instagram. I've looked for you on the Vetspot social media pages. I couldn't find you. You dropped a comment and I would love for us to, you know, talk. I'm so sorry I'm just reaching out to you now, but, you know, this is the first episode. Then the second episode that I recorded, um, I asked some friends to listen to it. It was still, like, concerning identity. So certain people that knew about the certain things that I spoke about when they listened to it, because I still haven't had that conversation with the set, with certain people, they said I couldn't publish it because I wasn't being vague about it. So today, I'm doing something entirely different. So today, you're getting to know me with 20 questions. Well, let's just say 22 questions or 23 questions. So Michael, Michael would be interviewing me and I'll be answering the questions. Michael doesn't have to introduce himself, just so we're clear, okay? So you can ask me the questions. She's already said my name already, so I don't think I need to do that again. Um, so I would like to know your name. What's your name? So my name is Artemara Imania Dekeye. I am from Kwara State. I have two younger siblings, girls. I am the firstborn. But I'm the firstborn, let's just leave it at that. I'm the firstborn. I'm 20 years old. My birthday is August 30. To th- my birthday is August 30, 2002. That's not my, wait. My birthday is August 30, but like my birth year, 2002. I'm Yoruba. Um, I have I have both parents, my mom and my dad. My mom's from Car State, my dad's from Car State. But I'm from ACF from my dad's side. Uh, my favorite color is brown. 
I love reading. I love journaling. Oh, introduce myself, not tell me about yourself. So yes, that's me introducing myself. So the next question. Tamara, I'd like to ask, what's your favorite childhood memory? Childhood memory? Hmm, my favorite childhood memory. Huh? That's a very tricky one, even being honest. Because I had a fun childhood. Like, I had a really nice childhood. Like, no cap. Like, my childhood was, you know, it was really good. But my favorite childhood memory, I would say it was Christmas time. I don't remember how old I was at the time. But then, you know how, like, it's Christmas period. Okay, now it's Christmas period, you know. And then you go for, like, Christmas carols. And they have their own for the Christmas, right? And then everybody goes to have a picture for the Christmas or whatever. But this particular, I don't even know the day. I don't know, but I remember this memory, right? It's vivid. Like, it's literally here in front of my head. So, we wake up in the morning. And then my dad is like, oh, 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 he has a surprise for us, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, oh, surprise, what's going on? And then we go to the living room, and then there's a Santa Claus in our living room. And then, you know, as a child then, I believe the Santa Claus bringing you gifts and stuff. So the fact that that Santa Claus was not even a general Santa Claus for, like, everybody in the school or church. It was, like, a house Santa Claus. Like, it wasn't the whole regalia, the... The coats, the beards, the everything. He had everything on. And he came with presents. I still remember my present. I had like this jean skirt that has like lace around it. Yeah, that was what I got. I remember my sisters were scared of the Santa Claus. My English younger sister was crying. And then like, yeah, so that's that's the one. I have several, but seeing as though it's Christmas season and stuff, I feel like that fits this, you know, question better. I've loved your childhood memories are very nice. So my next question is, what do you think people must understand about you? What do you think people don't really get about you a lot? What's what's that thing that you think people don't really they see you and they misunderstand it? Something people misunderstand about me. <laughs> um something people misunderstand about me. So while I was in high school. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> While I was in high school, people used to say that, oh, you're so friendly, you're so outgoing, you're so this, you're so that, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, okay, so in high school, um, I was bullied in high school. Um, for like four years in high school, I was bullied. But then, like, I'm not talking about that today. So I was bullied in high school, but then in as much as I was being bullied, um, I didn't let it like get to me per se. Not like I didn't let it get to me. It was more of like when they happened, I basically like just shoved them to the back of my mind and I never really addressed it or like came to terms with like the things that happened to me. So I was friendly, I was outgoing, extroverted actually. But then lately, where I work right now, I've had like several people tell me, Oh, you look unapproachable. Um, you look like you don't like people. And the truth is, I won't say they misunderstand me when they say I look unapproachable. Because, so, like I said, I never really addressed the things that happened to me in high school. So now it's like, people hurt me in high school, right? So I got betrayed in high school. And not just high school, like, let's say a few years after that, right? Let's say to, like, COVID period, yeah, yeah, something like that. So it's more or less like when I see people or when I get into a gathering, my guards are high 
So it's like when I'm going into like an unfamiliar territory, I'm not smiling. I'm just, you know, or if I'm not comfortable, if I don't even want to be there, you know, I don't want to be there. So I almost didn't misunderstand it, but. To be honest, I like the fact that people think I'm unapproachable. But then the thing that boggles my mind is, how can you say I look unapproachable and you're approaching me? Then I don't look unapproachable, you know? But then, yeah, that's it. I think the only reason why the people approach you because you really look beautiful from the outside. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like, I think probably that's the first thing they obviously see. So they're probably like, hey, this, yeah, this young lady is beautiful. Let me, let me say I can talk to her or something like that. Thank you. Anyways, no problem. I think, so you said... Before you said you were extroverted in when you were in high school, right? But now, do you feel you're introverted or extroverted? Hmm, that's a good question. Do I feel like I'm introverted? I am extremely introverted. But when I'm comfortable around you, I am extroverted. So usually before, right? Before COVID and all of that, I didn't have a problem like blending in with the crowd, like Within a second, I'm like, you know, doing like the vibe is high and my energy is all. So before COVID, I was an extreme extrovert. Like I was loud. My status was always popping. Like I was doing dance videos. I was lip syncing. I would do story times. See, before story time became a thing on TikTok or internet or whatever, when I used to internet total, right, the 2019, I used to internet total. I would come home, set up the lightning in my room, turn on the camera, and I'm telling my status viewers about my day, or how one woman recommended one soap for me to use for my face, or how somebody approached me. So now I would say I am an introvert. And um, yeah, I'm an introvert, yeah, so to say. I'm an introvert, an introverted extrovert. No, an extroverted, no. How does it go? I am an introvert with, like, with <laughs> Oh God, I should be mixing this up. I am an introvert was extroverted in so I am an I am an introverted extrovert. Yes, I am an introverted extrovert. So I am an introvert was extroverted in like situations where she finds herself comfortable. Yeah, I'm an introvert. Okay, no problem. We'll take it as that. <laughs> so as an introvert, do you believe in love? Like do you believe in love, true love, someone you can always be with, someone you can have close encounters with and stuff like that do i believe in love uh, yes i believe in love i uh, i'm a lover girl i believe 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 i love love and i'm not just talking about love in like romantic relationships i mean love with like my siblings my friends my best friend you know my the people that are close to me but then i believe you are asking about the romantic love right yes i do believe in the romantic love i believe there is so because i'm an introvert right i don't when i see myself in love with somebody i don't see myself in love with somebody who's like an extrovert in like um, social circles like social interactions so i don't see myself being in love with somebody that goes to the club i mean no offense or judgment to people that do it but then, like, people that are too extroverted in the, like, social life, they're not really my thing because that's not my thing. So it's going to be hard for us to, like, get to balance because there are times I would want to talk to you at night, right? Let's say I just finished reading a book and I want to talk to you and then you're at the club and then you're like, oh, sorry, I can't talk. I've been in that situation before and trust me, it sucked. So I know for a fact that it, it doesn't work for me. So, yes, I do believe in love. So what Tamara is trying to tell us is that she has been in love before. <laughs> I believe in love, but I have never been in love 
or being in a relationship, but I do believe in love. And I know because I have never been in love, I know it's just going to be so exciting and everything about it is just going to be so beautiful. I hope I fall in love next year. So Tamara, when did you, when did you think of starting your podcast? Like when did the revelation come to you? When did the idea come to you? <sighs> so now my podcast is called The Vert Pod. So yes, yeah, something you guys don't know about me, right? So, <laughs> so um, I used to go to Babcock University, um, studying mass communication, but I left in my third year during COVID. I left in my third year first semester during COVID because at that time my mental health wasn't exactly doing, I wasn't exactly, you know, mentally. So like going back to that space and let's be honest, I already missed classes and all of that, you know. So I took a break from school. I'm going back to school next year to study psychology. But I took a break from school, 2020 COVID. I went to my dad. Uh, dad, okay, I, I'm not going back to school. Um, these are the things I want to. So I can speak French, guys. So I went to French school for a year and two months. November 2020 till December 2021. Yes, December 2021. So I can speak French. Um, so I went to French school during the period. So I took a break from school August 2020. Then I went to French school for a year and like a month and two months or something. Um, the question when I think, so my dad asked me, so what would you want to do? So this was actually meant to be called Tia and Tamara. I didn't rebrand till early this year to the VertPod. So it was meant to be called Tia and Tamara. So my full name is Tamara Imania, DKA. So Tia is meant to be an introvert. Tamara is meant to, Tamara is meant to be an extrovert. Um, so when that thing of starting my podcast, 2020 August, literally 2020 August, that was when I thought of starting my podcast, but I didn't necessarily start it till February 22nd of this year. That was because I was in French school and you know, it never really felt like it was the right time, but then yeah, that's it. That's, that's a long one. So what's your best beef? I feel like if you follow me on Twitter, I say it all the time, do not shout at me. I don't care where you are. I don't care where you're from. I don't. I really don't. I really don't care where you are. Do not raise your voice at me. Tamara, we love you. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> do not raise your voice at me. If there's anything that could irritate me before, like it's faster than Usain Bolt, the only thing you need to do is shout at me. Like, and I don't mean shout at me. Like shout at me in public. Like, the crowd, like, attention, just shout at me. See, see, shouting at me is one, but when you use cuss words, so I don't use cuss words, so it's one thing for you to shout at me, that's a, that's a pet peeve. But then when you shout at me, and then you use, like, cuss words at me, uh, oh, God, uh, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I wouldn't want you to know the outcome because I wouldn't necessarily like react in a violent way, but then that would be the last time I would ever talk to you. Especially if I had so it's, it's it goes to it. So if I had never told you before that I don't I don't tolerate being shouted at or using cuss words at me and then you do it, I will tell you very calmly, the next time you speak to me, don't shout at me and don't use cuss words at me. But if I had already told you and then you shout at me and you use cuss words at me. That's the end, like, I'm never speaking to you again. And even as much as I understand that my action brought out that reaction from you, 
I already expressed myself to you, right? Take time off to cool off, but do not shout at me. Don't raise your voice at me. So that has to be my biggest pet peeve. Family relationships, friend relationships, work relationships, you name it, don't shout at me. Like, just don't do it. Like, I would literally never, never, ever, ever talk to you again. Like, that's my biggest pet peeve. People that shout and people that cuss everything. See, I feel like I can go on and on about my pet peeves. People that use gonna, wanna, wanna, bana, bana. I'm, I, I'm, I wanna do this. I'm gonna, like, nah, nah. That's my pet peeve. But then, yeah, that's it. So, I wanna ask you a question. <laughs> um, do you like reading? And what kind of books do you like reading? I feel like when you ask me, do you like reading? That's like asking me, do you breathe? Like, yes, I breathe. But when you ask me, do you like? I feel like like is you undermining that statement. The question is meant to be, do you love reading? Because I absolutely love reading. And yes, I love reading. So right from when I was much younger, I can't remember how old I was because it has been, it was quite early. My mom was an English teacher. So um, anytime I got back from school, she would teach me dictions and stuff. And then she would have, uh, what's it called? Use of English, no, no use of English, Premier English. So Premier English, she would teach me dictions. Ah, ah is for ah, apple, book, cat. You know, she would teach me all of this. And then she would come home with like the materials she used for like, her student at school and then I would work with it. And every house we have ever, we've ever lived in, we always had a library. Every single house. We've always, right now we have a library in my father's house. So reading is not something that I grew into. It's just something that seemed very natural to me. Just like waking up in the morning and taking a bath. So yes, I do love reading. And um, what type of books do I love reading? I love reading Muslim fiction because I feel like they're deep. They don't necessarily center around love. They talk about God. They talk about family relationships, finding yourself, finding yourself with God. It's not necessarily centered on, you know, cliche romance stories and stuff. So, yeah, Muslim fiction is my go-to. So, yeah, Muslim fiction is my favorite genre to read. She meant genre. Well, it's fine. It's fine. We'll take it like that, you know. So, what books would you recommend for your audience and why? What book I would... I feel like if you ask me why, then I can go on and on talking about them. But three books I would recommend for my audience. <clears throat> the first one, Written in the Stars by Aisha Saeed. The second one, um, A Place for Us by Fatima Farheen, I think. While the third one, A Book of Tomorrow. The Book of Tomorrow by Cecilia Heheren. I'm not going to talk about them, but just read them. They're really good. So the first two are Muslim fictions. I mean, while the while the third one, The Book of Tomorrow by Cecilian Ahern, was actually where I got my name Tamara from. So that book is actually really deep and very... It means a lot to me, so to say. So yes. <laughs> well, from books, we're going to a relationship. Like... What, you, what do you find attractive in your in guys? What, what's your type of guy? Who is your type of guy? <laughs> I don't know why she's laughing, boy. boy. So my type of guy. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, so my type of guy. Uh, that's a good one. My type of guy, um, when he's taller than me, so I'm like 5'9", so if he's like 
6'3 6'2 taller than me like when I hug you my head is like on your chest yeah that's number one when you're taller than me like I have to look up at you to talk to you yeah number two when you're dark skinned like light skinned uh, I'm, I'm not I'm not being colorist but I just like my men dark skinned like I don't know it's just something about them when he has a low cut I'm not talking about like your hair is out a little bit like you have it you know secondary school where they're like telling guys see the thing is those guys in secondary school they never really knew that those teachers were really helping them like the teachers were really up in your game guys because when i tell you guys on clean cut i really like they're so fine <clears throat> they're too fine <laughs> i feel like when i get in a relationship one of the best things i would do like one of the things i would do for my partner is like Every time he wants to get like a cut, I will take him to the barbering salon, get his cut, pay for it, and then like see the worth of my money on his head. You don't, you guys don't know that that clean cut feeling. Like it's just just something. So yeah, when he, I don't want to go into specifics, but like yeah, when he has a clean cut. Um, so when he's tall, he has a clean cut. I'm not really particular about beards, like. If you have beards, yeah, that I'm indifferent to beards. Um, when he when he's involved in sports, right? And I don't mean football. When I say sports, I mean solely basketball. I like my guy when he plays basketball. It's just something about him saying, "Oh, babe, I made a three pointer today." And I'm like, "Oh, babe, I'm so proud of you." <laughs> and then I'm like, "Oh, babe, I'm so proud of you." So yeah, there's just something about you know the whole bouncing the ball, you know shooting the hoop. It's just something with like the sleeves, um, the sleeveless top, you know, or their shirt. Like, <laughs> I don't know, it's just something. Um, um, what else? So I like when he's a little bit blind. Like he wears glasses. Like it's just something. See, see, I wear glasses, right? But you know when a guy you're like, or you're like attracted to wears glasses, you know it gets to a point for those that wear glasses, like. It starts, like, the bridge of your nose starts to, like, crease. So you either, like, raise it up to rub it. Or you take it off and you just rub, like, the the, the eye place by your nose. I don't know what it's called. Like, you know, when, when you just rub it or, like, you take off your glasses, you just, like, rub your eyes a bit. Or, like, you squint. Open. It's just so cute. It's just so soft. It's just something. I could just imagine you after a long day at work and then, like, you just take off your glasses, you rub your eye, you squint, you open, blink, you know. It's just, it's just very cute. Um, I like when he's a nerd. So I like when we can go on and on about like different conversations. I like when he's a nerd and like talk to me about fishes. Let me know what's going on in the in the water world. Like call me, like like let me just be so knowledgeable about like a certain topic. So like just talk to him, like just be knowledgeable about like, I don't know, one, talk to me about tech, talk to me about like the economy, talk to me about, no, don't talk to me about Forex, Forex is boring and it's out of this world. Talk to me about mathematics, let me see. So there's this part, <laughs> okay, now I'm not getting to specifics. Talk to me about mathematics, let's solve simultaneous equation. Like, what are you saying, bro? You know, I like my guy. Okay, so if you're not necessarily on, on you know what? Yeah, not to go into specifics, but then like, yeah, I like when he looks nice. I'm not really particular about like overly fine guys, but then like when you're fine in my eyes, like you're fine in my eyes, like period, that's it. Like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, next question, please. <laughs> <laughs> so from what I gathered, I think she said she likes tall guys, she likes guys that have like clean cuts, she likes guys that are 
Like guys that that like they wear the trad with like the footwear and then when they wear their footwear it's obvious they, they they get pedicures and stuff and then like when they wear their trad they have like that, 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 that tiny silver chain that tiny necklace just peeking at the at the end it's just something about it but yeah that's yeah 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 mm, i think that's a fetish anyways um <laughs> you're crazy <laughs> let's move let's move on to the next question so, with all this talk about tall guys, um, guys that are clean shit. Anyways, have you been heartbroken before? Like, has any any one of those tall guys broken your heart before? Ah, in me, heartbreak. <laughs> God forbid. Um, one of my biggest flex is the fact that I have never had my heart broken by anybody. Sure, I've had like people have spoken to, and then like when we stop talking, it hurt. But in the way people describe heartbreak. I've never experienced heartbreak, like never. So no, I've never had my, see, one thing about me is I have pride. So once I see that like you're beginning to, you know, mess up, you're beginning to move left, I just walk away. Like I just tell you point blank, I can't do this anymore. Like I'm tired, like, and talking stage, okay, so I've never been in a relationship, but I've had like um, some talking stages, but no, I've never had my heart broken before to answer your question, so no. <clears throat> so since you have not been heartbroken before, well, let's see, maybe... Someone to ask, if a crystal ball could tell you about the truth about yourself, your life, your future, if you probably be heartbroken or not, <laughs> what would you like to know? <sighs> what would I like to know? <clears throat> wow. Mm. I would want to know if... I would want to know several things... So I'll just say them in a sentence. Just be smart. Um, <clears throat> I would want to know if I have a publishing company. I would want to know if I become an author. I would want to know if I'm a licensed psychologist, like a licensed therapist. I would want to know if I have a family with my husband, my habibi, and then like my three little kids. Well, I want to adopt kids also. So let's say a big house. I want to know if that happens. But most importantly, I want to know if all the decisions that I plan on making beginning next year, I would want to know if they will bring me happiness and fulfillment. So I would want to know if I'm happy and fulfilled in the future, my present life, you know. Yeah, that's what I want to know. So what do you value the most in a, in a friendship? What, what do you think is like the most valuable thing you would have in a friendship? The most valuable thing? Huh. Maybe cliche, but I think laughter. Like us just being able to laugh. Because I laugh. So if I can laugh with you, I value that. It means like I'm going to a point where like, it means that, like, excuse me, it means that I've, like, gotten to a point where I'm, like, comfortable with you. Like, I could be going through, like, the worst thing, and then you just crack a joke and I'm laughing. I feel like laughter is something that's so underrated in friendships, like, going to the mall, seeing something funny, and just laughing. And everybody's just wondering, like, 
what are they laughing about? Like, what's so funny, you know? So laughter comes from happiness. So if I can laugh with you, if we can laugh like together with each other at each other, then yeah, I value that in friendship. Laughter and vulnerability. If I can be vulnerable with you. So yes, having, okay, three things. Laughter, vulnerability, and feeling like it's a community, like feeling like I belong to you, like feeling that closeness, that togetherness. So yes, yeah. Things you value in a, in a friendship, mm-hmm. being laughed at. When was the last time you wrote a letter to someone? Ah! <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> I know why she's laughing because I, I'm not sure she has written a letter in a very long time. I know she has not written a letter to me too. Ah, the last time I wrote a letter to somebody. <laughs> also sorry. Um, wait, the last time I wrote a letter to somebody, I would say the last time I wrote a letter to somebody and I gave it to somebody was... <laughs> wait, it depends on how you're phrasing your question. So I wrote a letter to somebody, um, what's today? So there's Wednesday on Monday. So remember how I said that um, in talking stages, you I said that you're beginning to like move left. I would like end things or something, you know? So there was this person I was talking to and then like, I don't know, for someone who has an article on closure, right? I don't know what, what got into me. So. I wrote a letter to this person, letting this person just know. So things are already ended with this person like a long time ago. Like my feelings for this person already like ended a long time ago. But then, you know, in my head, I was just like, ah, I need the closure. Let me just let him know, you know. I don't know what I was thinking. Honestly, I do not know what I was thinking. But I'm grateful that letter did not get to him. Either The letter didn't get to him. So I wrote the letter to him, letting him know like, uh, when we first met, the feelings I felt for him was genuine. And because things were going left, I became somebody that I'm usually not. I became petty. Like, I knew he was sick, but then, like, I didn't reach out to him to check up on him. But I told his friend to say hello to him so he would know I knew he was sick, but I just didn't care to, like, reach out to him. And that was extremely petty from my side. So it was making me become somebody I'm not. So I just ended things on my terms. I didn't necessarily tell him, oh, it's over or whatever. So because I didn't tell him, I felt like I needed to tell him. Whereas you're not stupid. Obviously, you need to end it on my terms or whatever. So I wrote a letter to him, letting him know, like, it was best we go our separate ways. It's good to have girlfriends, actually. You need them in your life. So I went to meet my friend, and then I showed her the letter. (laughs) And the moment she saw the person's name, she tore the letter. <laughs> like, she tore the letter into two, right? And obviously, I can't give it to him anymore. And I wasn't in the mood to write another one for him. So she tore the letter, she read it, and then, like, we're analyzing it, and then we're laughing. So, yeah, Monday was the last time I wrote a letter to somebody, but he never got the letter. Um, so, what the things I can get from that is that you didn't actually ask, answer the question directly, you. And then also, as you guys can hear, she has she's she has been in love before. She has been in love before. She doesn't want to admit it. No, it's just a th- <laughs> no. I wouldn't have you spread a false narrative or something that didn't happen. Like I said, I have never. I liked the person. I know how it feels like to be in love because I know how it feels when I go to the bookstore 
and I get a book. How I felt with this person was nothing compared to going to the bookstore and getting books, right? It was mainly just infatuation and just liking how I felt around this person. And you asked, when last I write a letter to somebody? I wrote a letter to him. It just didn't get delivered. Like, it's more or less that like I wrote a letter, took it to the post office. Did I write a letter to somebody? Yes, I did. So I didn't, I didn't indirectly, you know, I answered your question. You were not specific. You should have said, when I write a letter to somebody and how did they feel about the letter? Then I would have gone way back, way back. But let's just put it, the last time, okay, I won't say the last, but the first time I wrote a letter to him, it was like, oh, that was the first letter he had ever gotten in his millennial age or whatever. He's a millennial, guys. He's a millennial. <laughs> it was like, that was the first letter he had ever gotten in. Guys, I was, I, so when I like somebody, I like them with like my all, my whole heart. So I wrote a letter to this boy. And let me tell you, this letter that I wrote to him, I've never known him for like two weeks. Go take me two weeks. I was already writing a letter. And when I write letters, I don't just write them. I design the pages. But this one, I went old school. So I burnt the edges of the paper so it would have that antique feeling. You know, I made the paper rumpled. So it would just give that, you know, girl in the 90s writing the letter to somebody she likes. You know what I'm saying? It, and then I rolled it like a scroll. And then I used like a red ribbon to like tie it. Guys, I was invested. I was invested. And then after that, I didn't even stop that. So I started to do daily prayers and affirmation for him every week. So every week, every Monday, I would write daily prayers and affirmation for him to say for that week. Then the next week, I'll give him a new one. But at the point, I don't know what happened. I stopped writing them. So I'll send them to his mail. Um, so um, so that's from what, from what she has said, we can replace the words, the letters IK with OV. And then you guys understand what I mean. <laughs> Please don't miss him. When I like somebody, I like you, but I never fell in love with him. Like that never happened. We never got to that stage, so to say. Hmm, okay. Hmm. Keep liking. <laughs> oh, so, wait. So I, I wasn't in love with him, but I probably just loved him the same way I would love like my best friend. Because I send meals to my best friend too. Like he has exams coming up, so he would obviously get a meal, cheering him up and stuff. You know, so I, I wasn't in love with him. I just loved him more than I would love my regular friends, if that makes sense. But I love my best friend more than I loved him at that time, so to say. Just, just you know. Well, like I said, she is love, so I think you guys understand. Um, <laughs> next question, please. Please do not don't try to... Don't try to... Uh, next question. So how do you deal with stress? How do you deal with stress? So the person asking this question has seen me stressed today. So, um... With stress, any little thing can tip me over. And I don't mean angrily, like, it's like when I'm under stress, when I'm under pressure, like, it could just be you tapping away on the keyboard or, like, just chewing gum. Like, my body will start to shake. Like, I, w I won't say, like, epilepsy, no. But, like, it's like the noise should stop. Like, when I'm under stress, I don't want anything that would, like, affect my thinking process as to how to get out of that stress. So you like playing a song or like my phone vibrating, it ticks me, like it sends me over. And then this guy, he was using the mouse and I was like, can you stop that thing from clicking? It's like, what thing? I'm like, that click, click, can you stop? And then it was like, oh, okay, I'm play a song. Very thoughtful of him or whatever. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But then you play the song and then like, I was able to get under control. I spoke with my friend. 
So when I get under stress, like everything ticks me over. Like, so I, I rarely get stressed. I was stressed as to what to record today, actually. Because I mean, we're in the studio. It feels like it's the perfect time. I have the mic. I have everything ready. So like, it's the perfect time to record. I have the free time. I have the leisure to do it. So it's like, it's now or never. You know, so I was like, what would I record that? Like, I was calling my friend, give me, like, I was, I, was, I was screaming per se, but then I was being very vocal about my stress and stuff. But I guess when I get stressed or when I'm under pressure, um, I get ticked by, like, the tiniest sound, so to say. Um, no, I was going to play song for her. She calmed down. I already, I already said that. I, I know, I know. I just tried to retrace it more. Sorry for the So would you consider... Naming your child after yourself, would you ever? Absolutely. Like, so my government names are Moving Fulwai and Midadi K, right? But then because of high school. Wait, we did not yet do those government names again. Please say them clearly, clearly. Please, thank you. <laughs> um, my government. <laughs> my government names are. <clears throat> Moving follower Ayomide at DKE. So the new names I have now, I plan on getting an affidavit to like you know officially change my names. Um, so the new names I have now, Tamara Imani at DKE. Tamara is from the book, the Book of Tomorrow. So I resonated so well with the character in the Book of Tomorrow, but not like the storyline was similar to mine. It was just more about like finding yourself and just, you know, unraveling certain things. So I wrote it with Tamara, and then when I looked up the name, apparently it means palm tree, and every part of a palm tree is important. If you let it go to waste, that's because you had no knowledge of what the palm kernel could do, or what the palm fronts could do. Every part of a palm tree has a purpose. So I changed my name from moving forward to Tamara, because I believe my past, like high school and all of that, I could turn into something positive and all my talents could be of a greater good of my, to myself and to everyone around me and to whoever wishes for it to be a greater good for them. Well, Imani Max, Imani, Imani means belief or faith. So from 2020 to like 2022, I was irreligious, right? Because at that point, um, where I was mentally, I didn't believe that there was a God who loved me saw me go through all of this and thought you know what let's give her another one you know how on twitter they say god next year i don't want to be one of your strongest soldiers and stuff yeah something like that so i didn't believe that like there was a god who loved me i just didn't think there was anybody who cared and then you know so imani came from when i started to have like a relationship with god which was quite different from what i grew up into so Imani marks the beginning of my belief of faith and it would mean a lot to me to be able to give my kids these names and because I know what it feels like for names to be personal to you, my kids also have the liberty, I mean when you're 18 to like, you know, legally change your name to whatever you see fits you as a person. Names are meant to be personal to you. So I have no, <clears throat> I have no, how do I say it? I have no bad feelings, no ill feelings towards the names my parents gave to me. They gave me those names because that was how they felt in that moment. Like they gave me those names because they could see Mufi Fulwa. Mufi Fulwa means all praise to God. Ayomide means my joy has come. So in that moment, they felt those names 
were me, right? But now I've gotten to a point where like, I need my names to feel like me. I need my names to be like a reminder for me. The names they give me is a reminder for them, but I need my names to be a reminder for me. So yes, definitely I'll give my child my name Imani. Um, and then yeah, they have the liberty of changing their names. So like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, no problem. Um, so what's the first book you remember really loving? Like the first book that comes to you, that grab, that grips you, that like, that grips your entire mind, that makes you always remember it every single time. I've said the name of this book like several times already. <clears throat> the Book of Tomorrow by Cecilia Ahern. I read that book in high school, and funny thing is, I didn't buy that book. I stole it from the library. I went to the library and it was just there waiting for me. Like, there was nobody. That book was just there waiting for me. It, it belonged to a student actually. But then I saw the cover page and I was drowning. I've read that book multiple times. I don't know how many times I've read it. The Book of Tomorrow by Cecilia Ahern. Normally I would get keep this book by me and like anybody can really get this book online or whatever so yeah the book of tomorrow by Cecilia A. Aaron your next question please next question please um what's your favorite outfit what's your favorite outfit ah my favorite outfit I wouldn't say I have a favorite outfit but I have like a dressing style so um starting from next year actually I'll be wearing more of abayas. So abaya is a modest clothing worn by Muslim women or like, yeah. So I wouldn't necessarily say Muslim women, but then like it's, you know how Iran Buba is associated with Yorubas. Abayas is like associated with like Muslim women. So my sense of style, my hair is always covered. Not always covered by me, nine times out of ten it's covered. Excuse me. So my hair covered, wearing an abaya. But from next year, I plan on wearing a lafaya. I don't think I'm pronouncing it right. So it's like a plain material. It's not a plain material. So it's a material that's not seen, but then you tie it in a way. It's how Fulani women dress. So I have a theme for the Muslim culture, the Northern culture. I want to I want to learn Hausa so bad. By this time next year, I'll be fluent in Hausa. I know it. I believe it. I see it. So um, my sense of style wearing a bias, wearing long dresses that are like covered, modest. Um, my hair covered, wearing Lafayette. Lafayette will begin this year, I think. But next year fully, I'll be wearing Lafayette more frequently. I'm not really a fan of like um, jeans. So when I wear jeans, it's probably because I already tried on like five different outfits in the morning and none of them was seeming to look right. So I know just wear jeans and a top and you're good to go to work. So yeah, pretty much. So when I wear jeans, it's not because, oh, I planned to wear it. I just wore jeans because, you know, the, the, the way I imagined the outfit in my head was not how it fitted. So yeah, pretty much. So my sense of style, I buy is Lafayette's um, scarves on my head covered and I love henna designed so I love Lali I don't like fixing my nails so if you see me you will just know oh my gosh she's so beautiful you know what I'm saying <laughs> natural beauty <laughs> next question <laughs> natural beauty okay so from the natural beauty side it goes to the most beautiful gifts you've ever received from anyone <sighs> 
<laughs> the most beautiful gift I've ever received from anyone. May 10, 2022. My best friend, I call him Oba. <clears throat> um, he traveled and then he just got back. <clears throat> and then like, it was like, we're in his car. I've spoken about this boy like twice on my podcast already. So we're chilling in his car. That's how we do like neat nights, chills, just talking, current stuff. And then he just said it so casually. Hey, I, there's, I got you a gift in the back, like in the back seat. I was in the passenger seat. And then I was like, oh my God, really? Let me see, let me see. So I opened it. And then it was like this antique. When I tell you I haven't written in that book since. It was not 2022. May 10. Wait, wait. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Oh, I met Oba this year. I feel like I've known him for a very long time. I feel like I've known. Hold up, wait, chill. Wait. (laughs) Okay, I met Oba 2022. I feel like I've known this boy for a very long time. So I met him in 2022. For, on January 22nd, 21st, 2022. So I'm really good with dates. I'm not good with mathematics, but I know dates. So I remember meeting Oba January 21st, 2022. And then Oba got me this gift May 10, 2022. Yes. Till date, I haven't written in this journal. And this journal is antique. So it's brown. And then you know, like in the 90s, where like, it's not just a journal where like you open and close it. It has like a rope that you tie around it. And then it had like this frozen leaf attached to it. And the pages are brown. And at the back, it's like you can attach more pages to it when you run out of pages in the journal. And then in the back, there was this cute little note. Like I have this note too today. The funny thing is the ink on the notes was fading. So I traced it so it wouldn't have to fade. And that note is still in the journal. It was like... Don't ever stop writing, Stephanie. At that point, I was down when it came to like vert, you know. So I didn't know what to do. It was like there was no motivation. And I have a blog actually. So I haven't written apart from like the first um, article I uploaded on the vertical. So him giving me that in that moment felt like it was like this person sees me. This person knows me. This person knows like how to motivate me this person knows how to like push me forward this person just he hears me you know because it was like that notes at the end of it and knowing i love journals it was just like the icing on the cake and then i was so happy i was so excited and all of that but then yeah the first guy i ever wrote a letter to aside from the best friend i had while i was much younger is Oba actually it's actually Oba like I've written Oba several letters right now I'm writing him a letter book where I'm writing several letters for him in a particular journal why do I feel like I'm saying so much already but then yeah that's it so yeah Oba the lucky guy yeah I guess I'm probably being a really nice guy anyways let's move on to the next question so if you had to get a tattoo right now what tattoo will you get? <clears throat> if I had to get a tattoo right now, it would be... Uh, uh, it would be a compilation of different things. So it would be a semicolon. A, a semicolon in the in literary world, it means the beginning of an end. So when you end a sentence, 
but you don't want to add the full stop and add like commas you can just use the semicolon so it's like a full stop and a comma and say what you want to say but then eh a semicolon <sighs> sorry a semicolon um but then in the tattoo world it means the beginning like let's say you're like you've had thoughts of suicide or you've tried it before you didn't work out so it means the beginning of an end so i'll get a semicolon i'll get a book attached so it's going to be like a book opened up so the semicolon will be on one page while the crescent moon the the moon and the star will be on the other page and there'll be like arabic in love written around this so semicolon marks the beginning of an end um the crescent moon marks my belief system i can say even being vague while arabic means love so my love for all of this together basically you say the three questions okay and the first question is i would like to go back to your childhood you said you were when you were in school you were bullied in school i would like to understand how for four years you were bullied and you probably didn't really say anything to anyone you know said the normal i'll say the other two questions I don't know why she's rushing like this. I play always words. Um, answer this question. How I would say you're like many to later. Um. So bullying started in just three. Um, it wasn't just bullying actually. Um. Hey, wait. <laughs> I feel like oh God in heaven. Um. Bullying started in secondary school. Um, <laughs> um, how nobody knew about it. So the people in school knew about it because I was bullied by juniors, seniors, my classmates, teachers. Um, yeah, so, and then when I say bullying, uh, I'm being extremely vague. Um, but then from 13, that was when everything started. Um, I was able to, you know, like, learn how to leave what happens in school in school and what happens at home at home. So I never really brought school home. And at a point, I was also in the hostel. So it was like, nobody could really know at home. In fact, they didn't know I was bullied and, like, sexually harassed until, like, early this year. No, not early this year. They didn't know till like meet this year that was when they knew at home because i had this huge mental breakdown at home and um my mom i told her some of the things i didn't tell her everything and then like that was when like yeah so from an early age i learned how to like adapt to certain situations that's why i don't like when people shout at me because for like four main years of my life when i was you know beginning to understand life fully because I was I just joined that school at the time in just three I was coming from a girls only school so I was very closed off and it was in Ogun State so it was basically just vibes you know but when I got here I began to see life like differently I would say my glimpse into adulthood or knowing what adulthood looks like started when I was 13 actually because um, like different things happened at that point um, so, from a very early age, I learned how to put things at the back of my mind. So, I don't like when people shout at me because uh, it's a trigger, so to say. 
So like when you shout at me, it basically just sends me to a bad place. So if I have communicated with you that I don't like when you shout at me, when you shout at me, I believe you're just being extremely wicked to me. So um, yeah, so I, for four years, I've had people call me to their rooms, put me in the middle, shout at me. So shouting at me is not just, I don't like people shouting at me. It's more or less like, just don't like shout at me. I wouldn't get upset. I just wouldn't talk to you again. But your next questions, please. I beg you. Mind, I wish if we shout, I love you to her now. She'll probably not be. <laughs> she'll not probably be angry. Be angry. But anyways, next question. Um, I know you listen to music a lot. Sometimes, not really a lot, but sometimes you like to dance. Sometimes I've seen you dance. <laughs> Even when she's on the chair. <laughs> so like, what's your what's your like? What's your favorite genre? And who's your favorite favorite artist? Ask your okay. Ask your last question. I know which one I'm going to My last question is: How would you, how would you define love for yourself? I think I'll just answer the two questions. So, um, for me, music is something that I connect with. I don't listen to the new school music. I mean, I listen to the new school music, but like... Yeah, she's a fan of my music too. Let's continue. I beg people. Um, I, listen, I listen to the new school music. So, music for me is something I associate with childhood. I had a really nice childhood. I mean, up to when I was 13. Um, so in the car is my dad playing Yinkai Fele. The crazy thing is this morning, I was listening to Yinkai Fele. And when they got to Amokala Dami, guys, I was going on the road, like I was dancing. Um, so it just sent, so because from age 13 to I'll say age 18, I never really, found, I'll say age 13 to like age 20. I never really found myself. When I find things that like lead me to the parts of my childhood that made me really happy, that got me really excited, it transformed, like, it's like those years of my life didn't necessarily happen because I'm so immersed in like how I'm feeling that present time. So to answer your question, old school music. So the old Banky, the old David, the old Whiskey, the band, guys, I love, what's it called? Style Plus. I love this, guys. What, what are they called? Yes, yeah, Style Plus. I feel like I'm missing more his records. I love his records. I love old school music, like 2010, when music was still about the rhymes, the ad-libs. You know when you're listening to, I, 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 I feel like, you know, baby, baby. You know, it's just the, the wordplay, everything, Yoruba fusion everything the way they play on words even this was this what's this song what's this olamide song um snare snare rope like um oh, blah, blah. you know when they're like oh blah, blah. what's weird about it you know those those at least one thing about the songs i like i like when after i said the verse or like the lyric or like the sentence there's that like um what's it called i want to flex my life you know all this yeah they uh, they got me really happy like i really like them um what does love mean to me uh hmm that's the last question and then we're done guys i don't know if this has been long but i think it has been long i mean you deserve it i haven't spoken here for a while paul what does love mean to me for me love is gentle 
love is reassurance love is um doing things for me like letting me know you see me you hear me you feel me um love is love is gentle because my high school has a lot to actually do with what i am right now so because at that time in school i never really got to like experience love um i like when it's gentle so when i upset you don't shout at me talk to me okay babe this is what you did wrong i didn't like this and then if i did something that upset you a little bit too much because I, be, I can be quite annoying let's be honest i know i'm annoying i'm cute but i'm annoying <laughs> um tell me you know what i need to take time off to you know understand what happened i will text you tomorrow morning and he texts me the morning hey i have full control of my emotions right now let's talk and we talk about it love is taking me to the bookshop love is listening to me love is praying for me like i mean i wasn't religious so when i have a relationship with god now it's important so love is hey babe let's talk on the call and then you're like okay you know what are you going to work now yes babe i am okay let me pray for you dear god let her come back home say that shows you care because it's like for you to pray for me it means you care for me love is writing letters to me i mean i love writing letters guys i write letters to myself and then i hide it in like several parts of my room then when i'm rearranging my room i'm like oh look i got a letter today but i wrote a letter to myself so love is writing letters to me and i don't mean sending me a mail i mean sitting down penning down your thoughts penning down what you want to say to me love is getting me big life-size teddy bear like guys i want a life-size teddy bear so bad like love is getting me a big life-size teddy bear and then it has a letter in like one of the um arms like it's just there like an envelope cute envelope and you're just telling me how much you love me love love is gentle for me i don't see love for me i see a perfect day with someone i love as waking up in the morning cuddled up and then you know i wake up with like a peck on my forehead and then i'm smiling and then like ah oh. and then you talk to me I'm like ah oh, no your morning breath and then we giggle and then like oh your morning breath and then we go to brush and then we make breakfast we eat it we pray we pray like around five we go to eat our breakfast, you know, I journal, you're journaling, you're talking to me about work and you're wearing your glasses. You're wearing your glasses. You're talking to me about work or you have like your system with you, you're working and we're doing our own thing. Then, you know, our days are separate, but they are joined. Like it's quiet. Love for me is quiet. It's not loud. Like if you're even going to like do PDA, it's not something like, ugh, if you're going to propose to me, please don't propose to me in public. Because then the attention will like increase the pressure and stuff. You could just be in a bookstore. Like rent out the bookstore. You know, flower, um, rose petals, candles, Bruno Mars playing. I love Bruno Mars, guys. I love him. Bruno Mars playing in the background. And then I walk in and then you tell me I can pick up like several books. I want whatever that's that's the ideal proposal for like a book one you know it's just so beautiful having like personal intimate moments with like the person you love obviously would have like public ones and i do believe that like when i find somebody i love 
I would be vocal about like my relationship with them. Like they'll be on my social media pages. Like we'll create content together, like TikTok couples, guys. We're talking about X today. Guys, I love those TikToks. <laughs> I love them so much. We're talking about X today. Ah, I don't like when you other for something. I'm like, ah, you do that. He's so so cute. Or when like they're like, oh, I'm going to my man today. Or like he travels and I guys, I have a lot of imaginations. So yes, love for me is interesting, it's happy, it's peaceful, it's fun, it's gentle, it's quiet, it's reassuring. Like, I don't want to ever doubt the love you have for me. I don't want to ever feel like you don't love me. So like reassurance is really important to me. And I know when I said on my podcast, love language is that physical touch. Guys, reassurance is like at the top of that list right now. Let me wake up to, hiya baby, I know you're sleeping right now. But I want you to wake up to this message. Guys, I've never gotten that, but I want to get it. <laughs> I've never gotten it, but I want to get it. I want to disman people. This man is just so good to me. This man got me dead. This man, I'm so thankful, my man. See, I'm one of those, I know I'll be one of those girls that like, when you ask me, like when I finally get in a relationship. So because I've never been in a relationship, I like to take my time with it. So I know for a fact that when I get in a relationship, like he's worth it, like, you know. So if you ask me, oh babe, how are you? Oh, I'm fine and my man is fine too. Have you eaten? Yes, I've eaten. My man has eaten too. Like, I'm the type of person, like, if you're at work, I'd want to, like, send you, like, lunch at work. Like, hey babe, go downstairs. Your lunch is there. Or I cook for you. Like, oh. <laughs> Okay, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. It's over. Um, so guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really appreciate you. I mean... So this is Wednesday. Tomorrow is Thursday. It's coming out tomorrow. I don't know how to feel because I feel like I was quite vulnerable in this episode. Um, I spoke about like certain things that like, I feel like some people message me and be like, what's up? You didn't tell me about this. And I'm like, ah, you're not meant to message me. Just listen. But like, um, so yeah, um, disclaimer, please don't text me to tell you about like what happened to me in high school or like anything. Like I wouldn't want to address it now. And then, I mean, if several people are texting me, asking me, oh, okay, so what happened to you? Do you want to talk about it? No, right now I don't want to talk about it. So it's like a lot of pressure. But then, like, I know you care. I know you care. That means a lot to me. But please don't text me. Don't ask me questions or any of that. I'd really appreciate it. Um, so we have, I want to say something, I've forgotten. So yes, this episode has definitely been vulnerable. I don't know how long I've been talking for, but I feel like it's been a long time. But those that have short, uh, short attention span, I feel like they won't listen to the end. But those that listen to the end, I love you guys so much. And those that even started it, I love you too. Um, so we have a section of the verse book called Vent It Out, where you get to like vent out things that are bothering you. Funny thing is I've actually gotten like three meals. But I think when I get like 10, you see, that's the crazy thing. These people sent me like this meals at a point in their life where like things were going bad for them. So what if things are good now? But I mean, I never can say somebody else might be in that situation, but they don't know how to word it. You know, how Twitter would be like, somebody is tweeting exactly what you're thinking about, you know? So I think all the kids, um, an episode to just vent it out. So send me meals. I would, guys, I have a mic. Okay, I don't have a mic now. We're using style to record, you know what I'm saying? But I have the facilities for that, big man. So send me your mails and I will address them. I will talk about them. Um, let me know whatever you're going through. If you ever need to talk, just text me, Tamara DKA, on all social media platforms. T-A-M-A-R-A-H-A-D-E-K-E-Y-E. 
text is the same thing on Snapchat, Instagram. That's one of my biggest flex, you know. Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter. Twitter is where I'm more most active. So if you text me on Twitter, I'll definitely say it. So vent it out, vent out whatever it is you're going to be, family problems, relationship problems, friends, you know, loneliness, depression, anxiety, mental health. As somebody who has been through the throes of it, I, I, I feel like I can help you. That's why I'm studying psychology next year, actually. So I can help people be the person that I never really had while I was much younger. Be that person for like other people, so... Guys, send me, send me your mails. Let me know what's going on in your life. Even if it's something happy. I mean, everybody needs a little dose of happiness here and there. So please let me know if your boyfriend surprised you with a cute teddy bear. And you're like, ah, Tamara, you won't believe it. I got the teddy bear you wanted. And I'm like, oh my God, you did? So guys, all I'm saying is just text me. Let me know what's going on with you guys. I love you so much. It's been so fun talking again. I'll do it again next week. Oh, wait, guys. Okay. Okay, I feel like I'll record another episode this week. I don't know yet because, like, we're going on break and stuff. So I wouldn't resume fully till, like, next week, January. Oh, I don't know, I don't know. And, guys, I have content for you guys next year, actually. I actually have content. Like, it's in the works. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, it's the Vert Pod where I get to talk about anything and everything with anyone and everyone. I love you guys so, so much. Bye. Salam. Love you. Mwah. Because it's from me to everyone. Love you.